we're up and out. So is the episode. This is Over. episode two. Now's not a good time. <clears throat> I'm joined by my usual co-host here, Tim. What's up, dude? Um, gas prices, man. How about you? What's the gas price now down there? Um, four ten or something like that. Four twenty. <laughs> four twenty. You could smoke that. I uh smokes my wallet. <laughs> the uh, oh, I'm trying to share the link on Twitter. It's not working out. Um, the price here is like two. Oh no, not two. Four sixty-five. Well, what's what's crazy in Mulvane? I guess at the co-op, they're selling gas for like three sixty. Wow. I don't understand why it's 420 here. Hey, put that down, dude. I guess Rudy wants to be part of the show today. Yeah. Is there any way to turn your volume up a little bit? Huh? Is there any way to turn your volume up a little bit? It's all the way up. Okay. It's as good as it gets. I So I, I wanted to talk about bowling... Um, some bowling movies, and then hopefully it gets people in here that that want to call in. We can talk to them about anything. I mean, we're both. I guess I. I mean, I would consider us both underdogs in a way. In oh yeah. Aspects. So, any questions you guys have about anything, and then you know we can always say no. Like if somebody comes in here and is like, like my cousin, he listened and he was like, oh, well, well, I was hoping somebody would come in. Well, he didn't say that, but he said it would be great if somebody came in and said that the dolphins suck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it'd be funny. So I mean, we'll take anybody at this point. But dude, since you're like the bowling expert. Uh, I'm not the bowling expert. <laughs> what, uh, to me, there's only two good movies that are bowling related that I know of. Like, it's Big Lebowski and Kingpin. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the best by far. Um, Disney also made one called Alley Cat Strike. It was about really? these, it was about these kids that were like, the two schools were fighting to win like a mighty apple, which was an award for the best school. And they ended up having to, uh, they ended up having to, um, do a bunch of events. And one of them was also bowling. And, uh, the center that they were bowling at was actually struggling. And this event got, uh, them to bring people in, and it actually helps save the center, which is kind of cool. Because there's oh, actually wow. a lot of bowling alleys in the country that can probably relate to that right now. <laughs> Have you seen a lot of bowling alleys closing because of COVID or oh, anything like that? Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of them closing all over the country. Wow. Actually, on my way to Las Vegas, I passed one um, that was actually for sale. Jeez. You went to Vegas 
for belonging to it, right? Yeah, I did. Dude, that's all. I mean, I, I, I knew that, but I mean, I, the uh, <clears throat> those listeners didn't. But I mean, Ooh, um, how cool was that, dude? That you went to like a national tournament. Um, it was really cool. You know, uh, I worked really hard this year, and um, I worked really hard on my game. And literally, it, it's funny because. Um, I think I went, dude, I went to, um, Kansas city, Springfield, Missouri, um, Las Vegas. And I had a tournament in Wichita, but literally the crazy thing is, um, I went all these places and I, Averaged like one good. I think I lost you. I in the fish, it lost you under you're like underwater. Am I underwater still? No, now you're back. You you were talking about your average, and then it started started going like a. I average this money pins. It was like slow motion. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> uh, no, I I have averaged one eighty or better in all these tournaments that I've gone to. But you know, a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's you know, that's not that good." You know, I average two, you know, two fifteen or two twenty in my league. Well, the thing is. I'm going to places I've never bowled, and I'm bowling on shots that I've never seen, or you know, they're on sport shots, or you know, they're difficult patterns, and um, it's really exciting because I've gotten to a point where I can literally average 180, 200 or better, no matter where I'm going. See, it seems like the average person doesn't know that they don't know that that the pattern is different, or even no. The lanes yeah, have a pattern. They know there was oil on there, but they don't know. Yeah. They they just see the average. They're like, oh, you did 190. Yeah. You're not that great. But yeah. 190 on a a hard pattern, that's that's something, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and uh, the, the funny thing, like uh, a lot of people, I've met, I've ran, ran with a lot of people and talked to, them about bowling and stuff and i can tell they're clueless about what i'm talking about and um literally uh you know I, a lot of them don't even know if there's oil on the lane or a pattern on the lane you know i i don't even know if specifics specifics can't talk i can't i don't know the details like does it is it the thickness of the oil like what is the, the can you get a, give me an example of a pattern? Because I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Um, well, without uh, without like showing you a graph, it's going to be hard to actually yeah describe it. Basically, your lane machine strips the lane down, like it uh, it takes the oil off, and you've got um, basically a pattern is like how the uh, machine lays the oil down and sometimes the <clears throat> sometimes 
the lane is laying the oil down as it's going forward down the lane. And sometimes it's, it's uh, doing it backwards. So like you've got, okay. you've got multiple layers of oil and multiple different, you know, designs, I guess you could say like sometimes interesting. Sometimes, you know, like your, your boards, for example, um, we bowled on a pattern in league called boardwalk the other day, a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. And, uh, I think I ended up averaging like 225 on that and it was pretty awesome. But literally, um, you're from inside of the foreboard, from the foreboard towards the middle of the lane. It, yeah. it, the, the oil was flat, which means that everything was oiled evenly. Now, the outside part of the lane, the foreboard onto the, to the one board, was not oiled that much. So you actually built up, there's a, if you knew how to play the lane, if you knew how to play the foreboard, you could literally build mm -hmm. up a, uh, a wall, a friction wall. And it pretty much makes it to where your ball is going to, you know, come back. It's going to hook back. And that's what you want. Yeah. You want that. If you have that kind of shot. Yeah. So like going back, like, Again, we we kind of met at the bowling alley. Yeah, we did. That was funny. And you you may want to tell them about how like how you always had a mission when we were bowling each other to beat. That's me. what I was going to get to. <laughs> I was going to get to that because <laughs> we talked about how we you know essentially the friendship ended a couple times, and and during that time we were in league. Now now those patterns those uh -huh. were just crappy. Is it just a bunch of oil on the lane? Is that what it is? Those league patterns? Like pen it was called penny pinchers. It was like a fifteen dollar a week league or something. It was like something yeah. cost effective. Now it'd probably be nickel pinchers. Nickel knickers. I don't know. But it Are wasn't you there? anything. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Okay. I lost you. Yeah, it was just a basic. I was saying that, that the penny pinchers would be inflated now. Probably the nickels or dimes. But <laughs> yeah, the, the, but the, those those uh those league lanes that was just a bunch of oil, right? It wasn't anything special. The that patterns was, that was just your your basic house shot pattern. Okay. So, which a house shot pattern? It's basically your your pattern that the house lays down for base your basic leagues. So. Okay. <clears throat> Which, you know, I had my Kmart ball for a long time. My Rhino. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so I think it was after probably like the, the internet connection breakup or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We were in the same league or whatever. and Yeah. I but wasn't going to talk to you. I don't know if you tried to talk to me. Did you try to talk to me? I can't remember. I don't remember, but probably. Probably didn't care for each other at the time. But anyways, so <clears throat> we ended up bowling with each other. And, and I remember Not huddling up my team. And, and I, now your team, you know, at every bowling league, you get like a handicap. And your team had like a low handicap because you guys had such high averages. 
My team, on the other hand, I think I was averaging maybe 130, so I had a lot of handicap. And my and that was one of the better averages on my team. Probably like either first or second best. But yeah. so I'm huddling up my team and I got, you know, me, my other friend, and then two older people. <laughs> like way older. And I'm like, all right, see those guys over there. One of them's an asshole. That would be and, me. Uh, <laughs> and the uh, so we're gonna have to do everything we can to to win even one game tonight. So we're gonna need every pin of handicap. Vicky, I need you to bowl you out of your ass because your 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 average is like eighty. So if you get to a hundred, that would be great. Because then that would add your handicap with it, which would boost the score. So I don't know. I think we might have got one game or something one time. Or I, I think I was bowling and I got like a strike or something. And I was like, really? I thought that was Super Bowl or something. Because I don't know. I just, I, I was really like motivated trying to stick it to Tim. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I was I had my now's not a good time uh, thing up, you know my I was not talking to anybody and I was yeah. just, I mean you could tell right oh yeah you're in one of your phases <laughs> at the time yeah so I don't know what the point of the story is but um, well the funny thing about it is I remember it like you were so motivated to beat me. And in my head, I was laughing because I was like, I was like, look, I, I'm just going to go and bowl and I'm going to do all right. If he beats me, that's fine. But the odds are not good of <laughs> that happening. <laughs> so let's dance. Here's the thing, too. It's like it's 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 penny pinchers. Who cares? Like, yeah. Looking back on it now, it's hilarious. Oh, Yeah. <clears throat> Oh yeah. Some of these tournaments that you that you did early on they had handicap, right? Do what? They had other people had handicap, so they were like you might oh, have yeah. had a better average, but they had the handicap so they actually beat you in the tournament. Oh, dude, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that just sounds horrible. I mean, I went I literally went to a a tournament where this lady had over 500 pins of handicap for eight games to my zero. And so basically it's like I'm bowling eight games and she's got 10. That's basically, you know what it feels like. So yeah, the handicap, the handicap can be brutal without a doubt. If you don't have any, for sure. Yeah. Well, well the problem, you know, why even why even bowl those leagues then, or bowl those tournaments? Well, yeah, I learned that the hard way that I got to yeah be of tournaments that I go to. Exactly. You know, if if a if the tournament has more games, then I got a chance because 
that person with the 500 pins is going to make all their mistakes. It's going to give me a chance to catch up. Now, if it's a, a three game tournament or four game, my odds are not very good because there's not enough time for me to catch up. Right. What's, uh, so what's, how many 300s have you bowled in your lifetime? Oh, gee, I don't know. I really don't know. This sounds arrogant. No, it's not. It's honest. <laughs> How hard is it to bowl 300, in your opinion? You know, it used to be. It used to be really hard. It used to be. Um, it, you know, I used to think about it a lot because literally every. Um, the closer you get, you know, the more your, you know, the more your chest feels like it weighs, the more your legs feel like it weighs, you know, and then. Mm-hmm. Once I once I got some coaching from, I call him uh, I call him Miyagi from Karate Kid, and he actually sensei. Call, yeah he actually calls me Danielson jokingly, <laughs> and um, he actually trained me not to think about it anymore. So uh, literally, the crazy the crazy thing about it is the shot that I'm on is all that matters now. Nothing matters, uh, you know, say I'm on the fifth frame. The fifth frame is all that matters now. You know, the first four don't matter because they're in the past. And then, like, yeah, you know, the future frames don't matter because they're in the future. What matters is right now. And literally, I mean, everything everything's gotten a lot better with that mindset. Now, do I always do it? No. But, um I do it a lot more than I used to, which is really good. It sounds like something that you gotta you gotta try to get that mental training or mental aptitude, yeah. mental focus, sort of yeah. like any athlete. The 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 mental game is insane in in bowling. Like bowling has it's not even funny how much of a mental game there is in bowling. Right. As a casual person, you know. You do a bowling league like a penny pinchers, and, and you're you're there with your buddies from work, or you know just your your, your friends, your family. And you, you have mm-hmm. beers. You know it's it's more of a kickback, but well, you're on another level. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story one time. Okay. Uh, that this happened one time in a league. Um, you're actually going. You might laugh at this. I hope but- so. So I showed up to league one night. I was tired, you know, I'd had a long day and, um, I ended up throwing a couple splits and I ended up shooting 177 and the guy in the scratch league that I was bowling against, he ends up shooting 250. And after the game, after the game, he literally says to his team, Oh, it's over. Tim doesn't have a chance. I'm going to take four points from him tonight. And I heard that. And <laughs> it was funny. It's like, it's literally like one of those moments where, um, like you start a car, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the, the ignition and everything just clicks. You know what I mean? So like game two, I, I bounce back and I shoot 277 and then game three, I shoot 290. 
And then I, I beat him by over 100 in the series. And I walk up to him Dang. and I said, hey. Still there? Well, he walked up to him. I'm sure it was a good ending. Hey, you're back. Oh, you hear me? I hear you now. You walked up to him and then it cut out. Oh, I walked up to him and I said, hey, I thought you were going to take four from me. Well, by the looks of that, you only took the one and you lost by over 100. And I said, thanks for the motivation. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. You know, as much as I wanted to win, I was also poking the bear against you. Yeah. <laughs> and but you don't want to do that. Back then, though, you know, back then. Yeah, that then, was different. It, well, and I wasn't the bowler that I am now. Oh, no way. No. You had the the talents there, but you didn't have the, the other skills and stuff that you have now. Yeah. I mean, you've really gotten way better the last three years. I mean, you're pretty much a pro. I mean, you've be, you've told me you've beaten pros. You've you've been up there with college teams. You know, you, you, your scores are, are right up there with the best. Well, the the fun thing is whenever the pro, some of the pros at times they've they've came up to me and they they've literally shaken my hand and said, "Dude, like, you know, good job." And that's like the craziest feeling yeah. in the world. Literally, literally. One time in Wichita, I had just watched I had just watched a guy on YouTube. Yeah. Before I was bowling league. And then come come to find out this guy shows the guy that I just watched on YouTube shows up and he's bowling on my pair. Like I have to bowl against the guy that I just watched on YouTube. Which that wow. that was the craziest thing in the world. And then literally uh, for two games, he shoots a he shoots a five twelve series, which is a two fifty six average, and I shot five ten, which is a two fifty five average. <laughs> so one pin behind him on average. Yes, yes. I mean, yes, I lost, but you know what? As Rocky would say, I went the distance. <laughs> you got respect. Yes. Yes. Wow, yeah. That's got to be like seeing, you know, Kurt Russell or something on a movie and then seeing him in real life. You know, that same kind of feeling of seeing somebody that you you just watch That's something. what it's like. Yeah. <clears throat> so you, you mentioned rings before we started the show. I mean, what, what kind of rings do you have for bowling? Like, they give them off 300s? Is that what you meant? Yeah, I have, um, I have rings for... 300 games and I have some for 800 series and um, wow. I've got awards for 11 strikes in a row and I've got what's your what's your highest series ever um 834 was that like 280 average or something what would that be that's a 834 that's a 270 would it be 277? Let me see. I have a calculator here. <laughs> what was it again? Eight something? 834. 
834 divided by 3 278 <laughs> yeah, you know dude. what's a, the crazy thing is I've done that in Kansas and I've done that in Oklahoma so I've not only have I done that in multiple centers I've done it in multiple states <laughs> how many states have you bowled in um that's a good question. I've I've bowled in, um, of course, Kansas and Oklahoma. I've bowled in Texas. I've bowled in Arkansas, um, Nebraska, Missouri, uh, Nevada, New Mexico. Um, Arizona, Kansas I believe. And Oklahoma, right? Yeah, I named those off. Yeah, I've, I've bowled in quite you a did? few states. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. like over 10. Actually, the uh, um, my profile picture on here is actually... Well, Cut out again. I'm telling you guys, this is, this is why we had a fight, because of the connection. Did you lose me or something? Yeah, I lost you. As I was saying, like this is why we always end our friendships because of the connection. Hey, it ain't my fault. I pay for internet. It's not my fault that it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were saying something about your trip or your profile picture. Yeah, my profile picture, it's actually on my way to Las Vegas and... Literally, I'm wearing a bowling jersey in it. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah, I'm excited to see where you go this year. And when's the season start? Well, uh, our summer leagues are. Uh, we've only got like two or three more weeks, and then the fall leagues start. But you know, I'm debating on if I want to bowl two leagues in the fall or if I want to bowl three. You know, and it all depends on um, it all depends on costs and stuff like that. Gas because, prices. Yeah. Well, and I I, I want to go to tournaments and stuff. So bowl less leagues to go to tournaments. Yeah. I I miss it, man. I miss bowling. I had a lot of fun doing cosmic last month or whenever that was two months ago, maybe. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah. But, you know, it's, eh, you know, I'm not going to, it's not something that I'm like, like you, you're like, it's your, it's your passion. You know, I, I like it. I'm more of a casual bowler. Yeah. But bowling is so, it's so expensive now for a casual person to go. Dude, they literally, Bolero just came in and bought a lot of the centers in Wichita and I saw to casually go in and bowl. It's like seven bucks a game. Really? That's insane. For me. And anyway. they have this thing now where you can't pay by game. You got to pay by the hour. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are doing that too. And I'm, I'm literally like, that's expensive for me anyway. You know? Oh yeah. It is. It's crazy. So Kingpin and Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Which one 
how realistic are those are are their bowling scenes in those movies? Um, in either movie, either either one. Which one? Like which one has like the more realistic scenes? You think? Big Lebowski. You know the the scenes are pretty short. Well, they're they're short and they're they're pretty um, realistic as far as. Uh, like league bowling, that's kind of like league bo- a league bowling type atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Whereas the uh, kingpin is like a tournament setting. And actually, um, the funny thing is, a lot of those guys that a lot of those pro bowlers that are in kingpin in the end, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys I personally have met. So they use actual bowlers. That makes sense. That's good. Yeah. Would you do you think you can bowl with a rubber hand like that? Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> Rick, Rick Allen played the drums for Def Leppard with one hand and two legs, two feet. So anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Now, would it be comfortable? Do I think no, no. But I love. I love the part where the hand comes off and goes down the lane with the yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah, I think that Kingpin is. I lost you. Different types of people and leagues and egos. And of course, it's an extreme with the gun, you know, with Walter and the gun. Over yeah. the line, but it's it's hilarious. Have you ever had any fights like oh, that? Right. Sort of that escalated in league. Um, you don't have to share names or anything. Still there? Guess we lost him again. Split. Huh? You hear me? You hear me? Yeah, you're back now. I think it's the app, man. I don't think it's... <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, well, I was saying literally that um, I saw this guy in league leave a split, so he, he put his um, foot across the line frustratingly, and he fouled, which meant that it gave him zero... And he got a, a full rack, which means he got all the yeah. pins up. Well, I threw a fit about that because it's illegal. He basically had a not makeable shot or a hard shot to make, and then he's got now he's got a chance to for an easier shot, you know. Mm-hmm. But I told him, I said, dude, if if um, certain bowlers saw that, they would they would eat your, you for lunch over that. But nobody's, you know, wanting to fight you outside the alley or anything like that, or no firearms in league play. No, not really. Do you listen to whales at all when you are your own bowling tapes? Um, there's some type of tapes that I listen to, but not while I'm bowling. <laughs> Um, while I'm bowling, everything is basically, uh, I basically zone, zone out. 
like I basically uh, I basically do my own thing, if that makes any sense. Like I'm in a zone. Yeah. You have your own routine. Yeah. Sort of type thing. Yeah. Basically. What about uh? Have you encountered any Amish bullers? Have I gone up against any Amish bullers? Or have you just met any? Um, yeah, up in the Hutch area I have. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did they bowl 12 frames or whatever, like the like Kingpin? Did they bowl 15? No. Oh, 15, yeah. They just bowled... They just... Well, what's funny is... I actually, I was up there messing. Are you around. popping your balls or whatever? That sounded bad. Are you? <laughs> are you sticking your thumb in your bowling balls? Huh? Yeah, I'm messing. Your th- I'm messing with one right now. Yes. Okay. Because I could hear the pop a couple times. It's kind of funny. There right. you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, am I supposed to say "ouch" after that? <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I've I've met some Amish bowlers before. That's interesting. I mean, which one do you prefer? As far as bowling. You mean movie? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, Kingpin. That's the favorite bowling movie out of, oh, out of all bowling movies that without... exist? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, man. That was, it is. It's underrated. It's got it's got a bunch of a bunch of funny stuff in it, and I know a lot of the people that are in it. So you know. <laughs> You're the kind of. I mean, they still show bowling on TV. I mean. Oh yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, they do. Well, it makes sense. I mean, they get, they show cornhole. <laughs> so. I mean, do you think bowling gets the same respect as other sports? No, I feel like I'm interviewing. I feel like I'm interviewing you. No, bowling does not get the same respect as other sports. The the the, the thing is, a lot of people don't understand it. They don't understand. What do you mean? They don't understand how difficult the sport is. Like we yeah. talked about earlier, you know, they don't even understand that there's an oil pattern out there. Some of them. Right. Right. And, you know, do you get funny looks when you tell them that you're a bowler in public, people sometimes? And all those people that you know from, you know, since you're so popular. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I was saying bowling is a very unique sport because it's literally the only sport where literally you're you're playing on a blind field because you can't see the oil and where it's at. And not only that, it's also a unique sport as in the same adjustment I make today may not be the right adjustment tomorrow in the same situation. 
What what is the strategy of a bowler going into a a game? What, well, what, what what kind of strategy do you have usually? Like it's just, just figure out the pattern in, in warm ups and then go from there, or is it just kind of you go in expecting certain things? Or well, basically, I go in and I throw the ball and I see what the ball is doing, mm-hmm. and then I adjust from there. How many bowling balls do you have in your arsenal right now? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Let's see. I have, I, I might have like 10 now. Good Lord. You take them all, all 10 to the league? No, I, I take six to league or, or less. But, uh, I actually recently, I, I got rid of probably, I think 20 bowling balls. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it makes sense. You're in your your professional bowler. You got to have a big arsenal. I'm sure people have more than ten. Oh yeah, I know people that have like thirty. But you know, um, to me. You know, my coach said it really well. A, a good bowler is going to make stuff work. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever ball company it's from, you know, whatever kind of ball, a good bowler is going to be able to make things work. So I got one more question since I feel like I'm interviewing you. Um, well, I got all the <laughs> world, so. I know, but I'm just, I'm. I'm tired of Q and A. How much? How much of the game of bowling is mental, as far as inverse physical? I mean, I would. I'd say now, now that you've gone, you've learned a lot more and grown as a bowler. How much would you say that it's it is mental versus physical? I, I would say it's a hundred percent mental and a hundred percent physical. So it's two hundred percent. I mean, out of a hundred, like we say, it's like eighty percent mental, first twenty percent physical, or. Well, I mean, your your physical game. Once you get that down, it's always going to be there, you know. So, I mean, I focus more on the mental side, but yeah. I'd say the mental side has. Um, Literally, I mean, I think that they're both equally as important. That's why I say ones they're both. Yeah. You got to find that balance. You know, I, I mean, I could say 50-50 if we're going only out of Yeah, the that's true. But, uh, you know, you're, you're always going to have things that are going on physically. You know, sometimes, you know, like I – for example, I broke my foot in the middle of last season. You know, that was a physical thing, and it was also a mental thing too. You know, I had to mentally get over that before I could get back to it. I had to let it heal, and that was a brutal time. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, I want to switch gears a little bit. Okay. I got something to say about recently. It's just. Online dating, you know, I'm, 
I'm a single guy. It's just, it's frustrating because there's all these apps. There's like, you know, Bumble, OkCupid, Tinder, <laughs> Facebook. Yep. The list goes on. Hey, Harmony. Now they're limited. They're limiting. They're limiting your swipes. They want you to pay, and, and not just pay. They want like thirty dollars a month. Yeah, it's like good lord. So I've completely ruled ruled out online dating. I'm not not that I'm looking for anything. I just you know sometimes it's fun to to see what's out there. Oh, don't let him lie to you. He's looking. So. <laughs> All you single ladies out there that are listening, hit him up. Yeah, you can follow me at Poly Pictures or uh, you know, there leave you a go. comment here if you want. Um, see what happens. But, I mean, have you had the same kind of problems? It's just, it's just, it's just like, and there's people that'll get, that'll match with you and they're like, oh, can you sign up for my OnlyFans or can you, can you add me on Snapchat? I don't like talking on here. Or they're a bot. They're a fake person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, they'll always, a lot of them will literally, they'll use filters or they'll hide who they really are. Mm-hmm. You know, and. And camera angles. Yeah, I I have not, um, I haven't had good luck either with that. I had a, a woman come over. That's, this is a mistake, guys. So, we matched on Bumble. And I'm living in an apartment by myself. And I was like, we hadn't met. We talked for a little bit. Pictures looked good. Sent sent it over to bro for its approval. Or disapproval. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, alright, she's coming over. And I can't remember if you were like... Hell yeah, or or you were like, I know her, or something, I can't remember, but... I don't remember. She came over. She weighed like 300 pounds. And, and like, she wouldn't, we watched the movie, because I was being, I was like, alright, well, I guess I gotta, I mean, what, what do I say? Go away? I mean, you've done it before. It's true. I guess I was feeling nice. We watched a movie. Then she's like, you have a lot of movies. I was like, yep. She, she sat like right in front of my collection. And she was like wider than my collection. I sent you a photo of that. And I was like, she won't leave. Yep. And all this asshole says back to me is, LOL. <laughs> well, I think I was bowling at the time, man. Like, I don't remember. But you know, I looked outside too, and there was a big storm. So she was staying there. She stayed there like two till two a.m. But that's the problem. This is like you you have a conversation with somebody, you feel like you know them a little bit, and then you meet them in person. And it's completely different. So it's just, you just got to cut the chase out and go right to uh, meeting in person. Let that's me put it to you this way for everybody listening: the problem with bro is. He's like Matchbox 20, and it's 3 a.m., and he must be lonely. (laughs) Hey, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little unwell. All right? (laughs) (laughs) 
There was one time too. I think it was Tinder, or, or I think it was Tinder. Because I get bored on these things too, and I ended up spending money on accident, like ten bucks to change my location. So I changed it to Ireland. No, it it wasn't it wasn't location. It was you were spending money for for a boost. Oh, that too. And then you learned. Then you learned that you could change the location like that. <laughs> and then boost. it was, yeah. I bought the boost, and then I learned I could change my location. So I was like, okay, I'll go to Ireland, see what they're like. I got a couple messages on there. This is another problem, you know. That's like they messaged me, and I was like, well, I'm on a, I'm about to board my plane. I'm heading back to the states. I made something, some excuse up, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving, baby. <laughs> but it was. I don't know, man. It's just, it's just not, I don't think it's very healthy for us as, as a society, man. It's just, it's, it's tough to meet cool people, especially it's like for part, for like dating. The thing is, people just aren't, and they're very judgmental. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was at work today and, uh, Somebody asked me, they're like, do you have kids? And I said, no. I said, I don't have kids. I have a dog. I was like, I don't pay child support. I pay dog support. <laughs> it's much it's much more happy that way. Yeah. I just don't think kids are for me. Like, I think, I got, I think that's my realization the last couple of years. I'm like, you know, if I had kids, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. Wouldn't be able to have this podcast with you. You know, wouldn't be able to to write a script, make a movie. I mean, I probably still could do it. That's just an excuse, right? It just would be harder. Well, it'd be more difficult for sure. Yeah. Well, let me put it to you this way: If I had kids, I wouldn't be able to bowl. No way. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to go to tournaments all over the country. You know, no way. It's true. It's true. All right, this has been the, that was the online dating segment. Well, we're on the call in app. You guys can ask us anything you want. We had a couple people come in. Yeah, that, but nah. That they didn't. They didn't ask to call in, or maybe I can. Ask, I can. I should. Uh, Maybe the next person that drops in, I'll have to, I'll, I'll try to see if they want to come on. Maybe they're just boosting and they boarded their plane and they're heading back. They're <laughs> heading back to Ireland. That could be. You never, I never thought of that. <laughs> Look, I just got a notification from Bumble. Make moves in Perrysburg. The one out there could be one swipe away. Oh. Anyways, it's uh, I have more luck with like mutual friends or something, you know. Yeah. Or, or I hate to say this, but coworkers. You have more luck searching. <laughs> you have more luck searching through my friends list on Facebook too. Yeah. <laughs> Again. 
Things that I'm not proud of. <laughs> you're like, you're like, do you know any of these people? Well, I'm like, well, well, let's see. I know her. I know her. I know her. And that one, there's my cousin. And no, 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 no. That wasn't your friend list, though. This was, this was Facebook dating. I had matches, right? No, you were randomly waving at people. Oh, yeah, I've done that. This was prior to the Facebook dating, before the Facebook dating came out. <laughs> what happened to poking? You know, they got rid of that, didn't they? They did. It wasn't appropriate, that's why. <laughs> right? Uh, enough about online dating. What do you want to talk about? What's next? <clears throat> Let's talk about uh, let's talk about movies, man. Uh, you're really into film, you know. I'm okay. really into movies. Um, what's your favorite thing about about making a movie? Well, I I think I enjoy the actual um, filming, being on set in in uh, in production, writing. Writing is a love-hate relationship when you're coming up with a concept, you know, because you're not sure what it's going to be, if it, if it's going to work. Uh-huh. And you're just, you know, looking at a blank page is tough, man. It's tough just to come up with, with something. But well, once you have that, I'll go for it. You, you, you can probably relate it to songwriting, too. You know, looking at a blank, oh, yeah. coming up with a song, you know. Or if you want to go back to bowling, like you said, it was a blank field in the lane. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would say probably the actual production, the whole seeing the whole thing come together a little bit. And then the next stage is editing where you're doing another rewrite, essentially. So you're putting everything, all of the puzzle pieces back together, all the footage you put, you just shot and you're, you're praying that it, that it works and that it, that it goes together in some sort of you know, understandable way for an audience. Uh-huh. So, right now I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to having some scripts done. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hopefully shoot a short film, but before the end of the year. Yeah. Then see what happens. But it's, uh, it's definitely a grind. Um, I know doing Danny boy, that was, that was tough. And that's, um, we shot it in 2017, so it's been five years, but it, it's out now. But if you guys want to see it, it's on Vimeo right now. I'm still flirting with with putting it on Amazon. I'm not sure, but I we'll would. See. I you know, I, but I learned so much uh, from doing that. You know, I learned not to make it so personal. <laughs> but. Uh, I just learned a lot, you know. I've grown as a like you have as a bowler, as an artist, and I'm I'm ready to really put it all together in, in my next project. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've done some stuff with just did a movie with Hallmark in January. Did another couple of TV shows last year, on the Food Network and stuff like that. So, and I've done you know I've done some shorts along the way just for fun, but I'm really looking forward to you know doing the whole writing writer director thing again. But it's you know it's not easy. Anything, nothing that you want is easy. What uh, 
what makes a great movie for you? Uh, great story. You gotta have the story. If you don't now, have a story, I'll go for it. What if it's, you know, yeah, sure, there's stories and stuff, but, you know, what if it's, like, based off of a, a true story? Well, then it comes down to the execution. Well, yeah. Execution. So I just I just asked Vlad if he wants to come on. Um, oh, that'd be cool. But, oh, he's coming Hello, on. Everyone. How's everyone doing? Hey, how you doing, Vlad? Doing good. What are you guys talking about? We were talking about bowling, and then we were talking about online dating. Um, but right now, we're asking us anything you want. Well, yeah. uh, bowling, bowling, I've done. Online dating, I have yet to do. To be honest, I'm kind of iffy of it. Of it, I'm still old school. I, I like to meet women uh, personally, whether yeah. at work or in life. You know, school. And yeah. Do you have like, to... any suggestions? Because I've I've tried the online stuff, but I, I just does anybody the, go to bars I, now? Of course, that's always okay. going to be in. It's always going to be in. What I would say, guys, I'm going to tell you from experience. Uh, I don't know where you are at at life, but I dare not judge you. I don't know you. Uh, up your game. There's always something to check yourself out. Judge yourself. Ch- change your style, your dress code, your language. Uh, up your game. Take take courses, uh, mini courses, even if they cost a couple of hundred dollars. I'm talking on how to up your game. You know, there's guys that are that are really good masters at at uh, at uh, teaching you how to how to you know talk to women and, and eventually you know oh, yeah. trade them well, and, you see- and continue to see them and date them uh, that's that's really what it's about that's what i noted um i'll be honest the, a lot of those alpha male gangster type well well mm-hmm. off you know well dressed to a certain type of women not the professional ones but usually just the hood rats i know you guys are not into that pretty sure yeah. right Right. No. Okay. So <laughs> you're looking. You're, you're looking. Maybe also racially. I don't know if you're inter- interracial or just trying to keep it to. I'm assuming I'm talking to white men here. I'm the only brown man here. Correct. Correct. So, so I'm assuming you're trying to keep it within your circle of uh, ethnicity. You know, maybe it could be I mean, another Anglo-Saxon. Ra- race. Ahead, race doesn't really matter to me. I mean, personality matters to me. Uh-huh. You know, there's there's good there's great people in every race. There's uh, horrible people in every race. You know what I mean? So like, okay. like, like right now I'm, I'm beginning to see a lot of, uh, and I heard this maybe over six, seven years ago, believe it or not, guys, black professional black women were, were dating out of their race. Yeah. I've and a lot had to do, a lot had to do, believe it or not, Tim and Dan with them not being satisfied with the quality of men that they have. But then again, um, what I've seen personally and, you know, through family or family friends, like my niece has family and mm-hmm. there's a fellow Hispanic male. I think he's like a mechanic. He married a black lady from, I think, the Bahamas. And oh, they wow. seem to be doing well. But, I mean, she doesn't fit necessarily the African-American, but just because being black, she'll be considered African-American. Yeah. Uh, and, at, and when I worked in the pharmacy, as a pharmacy tech years ago, those Three years, what was it? Four years, sorry, that I was there. I got to see a lot of black men that were into Hispanic women, mm-hmm. but these were the educated type. These were this is not like ghetto stuff. 
Uh-huh. This was not in the street. This was your. I met you at school. You're into your profession. I'm into mine, and uh-huh. they went on from there. So I saw that, and I also saw a lot of mixture of Mexican with Asian with Chinese. I know Asian women with white guys. White guys go crazy over Asian women. I do not know why. <laughs> uh, if anybody could explain that for me, maybe they're more docile. They're better than white women. I don't know. If you guys could explain that one to me, that's a challenge. But uh, that's that's become a norm already. Uh, white and Asian interracially. And so you'll see a lot of children out of that marriages. And they're pretty good couples, believe it or not. I've met some over over my lifetime. They usually don't divorce. So if you check into that, you're not really have a hang up against any other group. I would say do that. Personally, I'm open. My only thing, my only failure is I'm 49, guys, so I'm much older. Okay. I'm into younger women, trying to convince younger women to go with older men. How young? How young? I'm hoping maybe in their 30, 32, under 35, okay. you know? Around our I'm age. Cool with that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into that. And if I could, and one time I had to lie and it almost cost me. So it was better, you know, I don't lie. Eventually they'll find out. So <laughs> that's my thing. I'm into younger women. I'm not into women my age. I'll be honest. No, no hatred, no nothing. It's just, right. I don't dig women that are 49, 50 or older. And me being at 49, I have a lot of females that hit me up that are under 55 or 60. Mm-hmm. I used to have it at school. I used to have it at work. And I'm like, no. And I used to have it even that they were 45 and they were not what I was looking for. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and I was always getting hit up by the women that I do not want. I'm like, I do not find you sexually appealing. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's my dick where does I'm not at. get hard for you. My dick does not get hard for you, bitch. I'm sorry. Right. Exactly. The girls that's where that I'm I want to bang look like her, more like your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm we're- sorry to say it. Your daughter's the one that's saying. You know? where, where are you where are you from i'm over here in los angeles oh no nice. believe me there 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 is plenty of tail over here there is plenty of the quality the thing question is guys i don't know where are you guys from exactly i'm i'm from kansas i'm in ohio okay so i'm assuming more rural long yeah. distance driving beautiful evergreen um same thing with with, with uh kansas you know you guys live in good neighborhood good areas um I don't know, and I don't believe that Ohio and Kansas are as diverse as Alley, correct? No, not at all. Okay. So this is the very same thing I had, I had talked to a while back um, last year doing elections. Uh, actually, actually, in 2020, when I did elections, um, they were rolling out the ballot market devices here in for Alley County. I met a few fellows from, from Michigan, and they told me they were much happier being in Alley when it came to women. They were more liberal and they were more diverse. That's what the, that's the feedback I got. Whereas when they were back in Detroit and areas like that, it was much different. They had to just go with what they got over there. I'm not saying there's not a diversity, but there's not a grand diversity like here in LA. So yeah, yeah I, I think you're right for that. I think it just depends yeah. on location and yeah. the diversity of the area you're in. Well, we and and, we've, and go ahead, Tim. We we've actually Dan, you and I have joked about this. Like, you know, the type of people that you're around is a big thing, you know, like the type of people in your area is a big thing. And, you know, like we've mm-hmm. joked about like going to college towns as opposed to where we live. And like, there's a wide range of people in the college towns, whereas where you live, you know, there's a select little group of people or type of people. Yep. Yeah. You know, and a lot of and, people and, from and, the Midwest, they like to get married real quick. Oh, right out of high yeah. school still. It's really like an and, old school. And, and you know what guys, this is, this is one thing. I know like when I was in Washington and Alaska years ago, 
um, I got to see, you know, those areas and uh, I had never been there. And I went to Alaska for three years ago. I was working in fisheries. But one thing I'll tell you is Alaska did not have women. It was very, they're like, they're like uh, the opposite. There's usually, uh, usually the, the rule is there's always like a dozen women to a man. Um, in club, that's a different situation because, you know, all the guys show up and all that. Mm-hmm. But it usually in the world, it's usually more women to, to men, whether you put it at six or you put it at 10 or 12, uh, however range you see it. There's just some places that are chick magnets. Uh, Alaska, forget it. I would never recommend. Washington, I wasn't there long enough. I mingled with a couple of people. Uh, they were they were cool. I, I liked uh, Washingtonians. They were real cool. What I would recommend is if you could step out of your areas, even travel a little bit out. Like if you're in Ohio, like for example, I have friends, I think, in Youngstown. Is that correct, Dan? Yeah, yeah, that's close so, to Pennsylvania. So, so yeah. I, I have all, all that, all, you know, friends like that. And I always try to ask them about Cleveland, you know, or you know, and they really don't, they tell me, oh, that's the other way, you know, that's the other way. Mm-hmm. And they have their, they, they have their, or they have their reservation for their criticism. <laughs> and I go, what? what's this, this east-west kind of thing, south-north? And But I always would tell people, travel if you have to, out. Be willing well, to travel, be willing to spend spend money to even go out of state. I think, uh, what's the state next to Ohio? Is it Illinois? What is it? Uh, Indiana, and then Indiana, the Michigan's above, and then Pennsylvania. Okay. There, then, then sometimes you you gotta travel out. That means almost like taking a mini weekend vacation just for those spots. The online dating will have, but I think the ones that where I've seen success, believe it or not, is not apps like that, like Tinder or anything, where it's just a one night hookup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is what I what I've heard is eHarmony. If you really want to settle down, eHarmony mm-hmm. does a psychological thirty thirty nine point. Uh, psychological profile on you. And I, I'll tell you, because I signed up and I had to be careful, I got hit up by like 10 women immediately that like my, 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 my background. They, wow. they immediately wanted my, my, they like who I was. I was like, they were, they even used a word called, uh, they're winkling at you or they're something like that, <laughs> winkling at you. And I was like, oh no, wait a minute, I'm not ready to, but I saw the list immediately. And of course there's a charge. That's how they, but they'll, right. they'll hook you up, but they use a profile. Other people, of course, in other systems will try to use astrology and tell you to use your zodiac sign and all that other stuff. I don't know how true that is, um, whether it is or not. But what I'm saying is when it comes to, to, to some program, when you really want to hook up that uh, psychologist, uh, Chris, Chris something, I forgot the name, when he made uh, eHarmony, they were out there. They, they, the, oh. the program does work. It comes at a cost. It's not too expensive, but like I said, if you just mm-hmm. want to hook up to bang, then don't do that. If you want to hook up to hook up for good, <laughs> then go, go, go. Yeah, because you got to be honest, guys. Come on. No, right. It's either you want to hook up to have a girlfriend to bang around and one night stand kind of thing, or you want to have permanency. That means you want to, you want to hook up with somebody for good. I, you, really la- wanna, you, you don't want to do that, but go ahead. I'm only laughing because my, my bro, Dan here, like, Something tells me just by, you know, the advice that you're giving, I have a feeling if, if you would have wrote a book on dating, he already would have. I'm taking notes. I'm yeah. taking notes. <laughs> now, now, believe me, you, you know, you know, too, who I used to listen to a lot, but he's dead as of April. Um, the uh, African-American, um, Kevin Samuels, the very, very, very classy. And he was, he was talking about these problems that, um, of feminism. A very what was his masculine, name? What, what, Kevin Samuels. He's on YouTube. Look at all his okay. videos. You might not agree because the way he's approached, but he it is true what he says. I, I tell a lot of guys, it is true. Uh, by the way, 
Can you guys bring on Brady? He has a lot to say, man. I like this guy. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't know you guys knew each other. Yeah, Let's do it. yeah, he's he's cool, man. I don't hey, I don't always uh, see eye to eye with Brady on everything, but you know what? He's a cool cat. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Brady, did, know, did, did you see the message I sent you regarding that other topic? <laughs> I could check real quick if you want me to. Okay. No, no, don't worry about it. It was earlier. I, I but anyway, I did, I did see your message. I just forgot what it was. Yeah. You, you know, Brady has a lot of dating advisement. This guy's he has his okay, game going on. Cool, cool. You, you might want to ask him. Go ahead, Brady. Yeah, t- Tim and I are like brand new to the call-in app and all that, so this has been okay. cool. Okay, so y'all just getting your feet wet. Just ask yeah. us anything, anything. Yeah, you're going to regret asking me to ask you anything. <laughs> what, uh, I'll let you ask Dan anything you want. Hey, shut up, Tim. All right. I, yeah, but yeah, go ahead, Brady. If you got anything. Well, let's see. Here's one that's been going over good in some other rooms is, uh, do you think that conservatives um, – are kind of triggered by trans people because trans women make conservative wives look like men. What does that even mean? They make them look like conservative men. That's like, so, like, that's like, so like trans women, like 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 men, like men who used to be men, but then now right. um, got some plastic surgery and a boob job. Uh, I think some of those men look more like women than a lot of conservative wives do. And so that's the reason a lot oh. of conservatives are so triggered by trans people. They might be. I got to say, though, I mean, I have checked out a couple trans women before. I mean, uh, not in, not I mean, on purpose, but just from behind, I was like, oh, that's an attractive woman. And, and then apparently right. not. You know, it's. I mean, I've checked out some nice. I used the wrong pronoun or whatever. That, you know what I mean? What's that? I've checked out some finely shaped logs in my past. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, yeah. that one looks like a hot chick. That one looks like a boob. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> some of these, uh, some of these trans ladies, they don't look bad, and some of these conservative wives, <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Yeah, I, uh... so I think that is, uh, uh, and it, it can be really triggering for someone's womanhood. You know what I mean? To have a fucking man look it's more like, like threatening, a woman. Yeah. Yeah, pretty fat, pretty Yeah, fat. so I guess yeah, I guess I could see that how it would be. That's but, one you know, I've seen good in conservative rooms. I've seen a lot of like I don't know, from from the Midwest, you see a lot of these a lot of women just their haircuts get shorter and they just kind of I don't know what it is. I guess they're just they're just settled down maybe that's what it is, the lifestyle. It's just they don't really take care of themselves as much. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe yeah, that like, the fact that you know these guys have transitioned and they're taking care of themselves in that way, I don't know. But I, I mean, Tim and I aren't really that political, so we, we kind of end up in weird situations. At least me. <laughs> oh, I'll ask you. I'll ask you the most uncomfortable political conversation uh, questions in the world, man. I got a thousand of them just like that. <laughs> The the only thing I was gonna get it I was gonna get involved in that other topic. I just rather chat ch- you know listen because sometimes you know I believe you got two ears to listen and one mouth to speak right. So right. you know I heard I heard that what the other person was saying, but I I didn't like that Brady how that person came at you, but of course they stood their ground. They're saying this is non political, and we're you know it was basically the topic was those that have reverted from trans. 
it was an interesting topic to hear those people, you know. But like mm-hmm. I said, I have nothing to contribute. I'd rather listen to. Um, it's kind of sad what they're going through and those that retransition and they're ostracized or canceled. But anyway, the what I was going to get back to regarding uh, being the Midwest, uh, uh, since I don't know those areas very well, other than what I've heard from friends that live over there and have probably moved that back because there was uh, aspiring actors that I knew, one of them, he wasn't that successful, but he he, he did make it in Hollywood to a certain extent, uh, Jeff. And uh, one, one of the things is, is he, he always told me, anybody that comes from the Midwest or comes from, from the South or anywhere, they usually tell me that in California, it's just much different for them. Even my friends from Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, I lived out in North Hollywood for a few years, and it was a different country, felt like, sometimes. Just, how did, so how much... did you feel? How, how did you feel? Tell me, because my friend Jeff was from living with, uh, with someone. He was an actor, and he was living with someone, uh, the roommate. And yeah, he, that's, he, he... I was trying to break into the film industry, too, out there. And it just it became a drag. There was so much traffic. And just people and and then competition and then the industry that i chose they want you to work for free mostly a lot of internships unpaid so how do you pay the bills exactly i was doing like two jobs and then i wasn't really doing what i wanted to do so i moved back to kansas at the time end up making my own film and now i'm in ohio and i did like a hallmark movie last last year or this year and then so i I found more success outside of the hollywood of the hollywood structure yeah but but being out in LA, it was it just I burned out, man. It just it, it just seemed so backwards at times, and that's probably because I had like the wrong industry I was going for, maybe. But right. But uh, were you able to adjust? Did, were you were you down? I, I don't want to get too political. Oh yeah, yeah. More about. But did did, did uh, were you able to fit in? Did, did you feel like an outsider, or did they welcome you in, being from Kansas and then <clears> Ohio? <throat> how, how did you feel? I mean, I didn't really feel like an outsider because I had, I had moved from Chicago, so I went to college in Chicago, and then I so that's a different kind of big city, but yeah. you know, it kind of trained me from being around people, you know. And I'm an easy guy, easy going guy. I, I get along with a lot of people, and, and yeah, you know, I'm not quick to judge anymore. I know Tim, you got some stories of me about me quickly judging. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, as you, as you oh, get yeah. older, guys, I'll be honest. As you get older, you you're careful. I I made judgment calls stupidly. When oh I yeah. My, no man, I'm pretty quick to judge. I think not enough of us have enough judgment these days. I think well, we well, it's not that. It's not that. Like like for example, I I made a, a wrong judgment call on women, even with friends, and I was either too judgmental and I pushed them away. And Here's my point, I, though, Vlad, uh, is that it's okay to make a wrong judgment. You know what I mean? Like, it's no, okay but I, I, I learned to, to know, to, to, so. know to, to be more tactful, to know when to target certain conversations. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? Some topics, you know how they say, don't, you know, when we're at dinner with family, you don't talk about religion or politics. Okay, it was something like that, but among friends. And I, and I got introduced to another, uh, one of my friend's uh, girlfriends. And I was like, okay, it's cool, you know, get to know her. I mean, I didn't really care for her eventually after I got to know more about her. She wasn't just for me, but she had the looks that I liked in women. And, but eventually I just said, you know what, there's just, you know, I'll be honest, guys, at that, that this was maybe 2000, about 2010, 11, give or take. No, 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 sorry, about 2006, because I was coming out of school, uh, because those girls stayed in, in college. And the whole thing is, what I ended up seeing, you know, is that, 
you know, ecology is a perfect environment to get to know people. And, and, you know, you're not too attached unless you become attached to them. But I noticed that, you, you know, as I was trying to get closer and getting to know her, I found out a little bit too much about her through her friends. And eventually, you know, I was able to judge her through that. But at the same time, I had to be careful because I already knew too much of her. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, I knew enough that there was like, this is not the right person to even chill with. There's something with her. You know, in 2006, I wasn't ready to settle down, to be honest. I, I didn't care. But it was just the girls that I was meeting. It wasn't a problem. Meeting them. It's nice to me. Like, this is what we say in LA. It, you know, if you meet someone, you say, well, I'm not available. I got a boyfriend. You know, the girl tells you that. And you tell them, well, okay, we could be friends, right? And if you maintain those friendships and you're going to the parties, you're going wherever you go, right? A social setting, movies, whatever. And, and, and maybe have them in class. Usually I strike uh, a, a lot of these conversations. Like, you know how sometimes they say, um, you always meet women at the supermarket. Well, with mm-hmm. my thing, it's not the supermarket; it's the classroom. That 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 is one of the best places to meet women. And, and even when you do studies, when you when you have to do you know study together for a subject, right? That's where you get to meet them. And so, Vlad, are you going to go back to school? Is that what you're saying? Well, if I could take a class, why not? The only problem <laughs> yeah. is I'm getting way too young girls that are sweet, nice, and they're more like my nieces, and I'm like, no, I can't. Really your mind is not it's like a like a like a 30 year old girl it's rare to find you'll find them at night in night classes and usually it won't be it won't be what you what you like so a lot of times sometimes you have to and even Kevin Simon will tell you this uh dad Tim you you gotta know you're everybody's shooting for an eight and nine you want a beautiful woman right right you're you're the traditional type which I'm hoping you are oh you yeah want a, a woman that knows how to get down in the kitchen and eventually also get down to the bed, but, uh, you know, be the one that will, that will pop out your children, right? The right oh, yeah. woman with the right... I mean, that's that's my next question, though, Vlad. What, what's your thoughts on, on women with kids? Okay. In my case, I get hit up by women with kids a lot. My, my thing is no. One kid, maybe. maybe mm-hmm. One kid, maybe. One. Or I'm down. But when it, when it has like a, like a gang of just a baggage of two, three, hell no. I'm, I'm out. I don't care how nice they are. It just tells me their life immediately. They either made bad judgments, um, they didn't honor themselves, they didn't care about themselves, and they just slept with whoever. And then at the end of the day, you end up being the guy that settles for whatever. That's not right either. Unless, like I said, you got to meet this person and you truly fall in love with them. I and it's someone that it was your, 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 your other half, as they say, with the woman. And you're like, right. I, I don't mind you got two or three, but I, this, this is what's always lingering in the back of my mind. Yeah, I know I it's it's, it's, it's tough. Even that, that with one, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. I've been with girls with, with one with one kid, and and one kid that was just uh, like months, maybe a year out of the womb, and the girl. Was oh yeah, high, I, got, I was in my early twenties, like maybe mid twenties, and this girl was just out of high school, and she was just looking for a father. She was not all there. I, I was pursuing a chick one time that she was still pregnant, so I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I know lot, there's even love stories like that, and the guy's super good. I don't, I don't know, I don't understand that. That's I what I that. thought I was doing. I thought I was yeah. in one of those stories. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And and no, don't ever put yourself there, and don't ever feel guilty like you have to pay for somebody else. Yeah, but don't ever feel like that's it. That's it. Let me tell you mm-hmm. why. Right now, there's. Many men, put your money away if you really don't care about American women. If you said, you know what, I had it for which In your case, I've had it with white Anglo-Saxon women. I can't stand it. Mm-hmm. They're either too lazy, too fat, or too feminist. Whatever the hell, right? A combination of everything. Put your money away. 
I agree with that. Afford, there's a lot of men that are going to either Eastern Europe or Brazil or Latin America. If you're willing to to put away, you know what, differences and say, you know what, I'm willing to, because you want to meet that one, that what right person, jump at it. Prepare yourself, get, get into shape, save some money, and make it your goal. For now, just work like crazy. Along the way, if you happen to meet the Mrs. Right, great, go for it. But what I'm saying is, Put your money away and, and, and get ready yeah. to head out twice a year to, to meet that someone. But Hopefully it'll be someone that'll be bilingual speaking English, but it's someone that you meet. Maybe it'll be an online, long-term relationship. Check them out. Even have, have if you want to, want to be that serious, pay for a, a private eye in their country, check them out mm-hmm. to see if they line up to what they say. They're not as expensive as here. And they'll check them out and, and they'll put okay. them to the test to see if they're not just working you or trying to get you. And don't be careful with those girls that try to reel you in for money. That they once they got your confidence, oh honey, can you send me fifty dollars? I mean, I've I've seen that bullshit too. So I'm telling you, there's a lot of them. But if you oh, I got like bullshitters all the time. Message like OnlyFans. That, that is the thing. Admin OnlyFans, all that. Exactly. That is the, the thing that that's why you have to meet them in person. Mm-hmm. And get to know them. That's why online is like a barrier. Like they'll do whatever they want to. They'll try to reel you in. They'll work your emotions, and they'll try to get you. And they'll show you naked pictures. Next thing you know, you're sending them a hundred bucks, and you actually believe, especially if they're out of the country, like Dominican Republic or Mexico or some other Central or South American country, or even even Europe. Europe, they'll do that. They're known for that. They, they know there's people that are looking for love, and mm-hmm. they prey on that, and they have a goal for that. Like for example, I get a lot of hate up on on. And uh, TikTok, you know, messages and accept them, like whatever. But it's either what pornography, uh, TikTok for on sex, they call it, mm-hmm. or OnlyFans, as you, you call it, guys, probably know, or some other network. But it's usually girls that just want you to pay for their service. Yeah, that's not dating. That's just entertainment. No, that's that's their business. That's their job. Yeah, that's their business. So you can't blame them. That's you see, that's as far as they go. But there is women that want to hit you up that they'll tell you, oh, you look like a cool older man. I would like to get to know you. Where are you from? Please message me back. I'm interested. And you see all this bullshit that they just want to reel you in because they're looking for a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to be anybody's sugar daddy. That's a shit load of expensive. You know? So that's what I tell you guys. Look, read, prepare yourself, change your style, up your game, hit up what you got to hit up. Go to the grocery store if that's your thing. Be careful with the single mom. You'll notice them by the way they dress. Usually they don't care. They're coming in in, in sweats. Mm-hmm. They're fat. And they'll usually come one or two kids. They'll smile at you because they're interested. Yeah, they're interested in their next sucker. Don't be that sucker. <laughs> don't be yep. that sucker. Beware of the suckers. You know, I'm very careful with the suckers. I get a smile here. At the, at the pharmacy, I used to get a gang load of ladies that were in over 40. And they used to just sit on the, the on the on the fucking counter and just show me their whole breast, and they weren't even good looking. I was like, "You just they lean over, yep. They try yeah. to work their yeah. yeah. You're trying to real. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. I'm trying. I like I like the one I worked with, but she's only in her early twenties, and she won't look at me. She'll go both ways because she's into the buy buy mm-hmm. thing, but she doesn't like me, you know. And since uh, at CVS Pharmacy, when I worked, thank God I don't work there anymore. They at least you know. Teaches a lot about sexual harassment, so it's almost very difficult to to try to hook up with somebody there, you know. Um, yeah. Or you, you can easily be accused for it. So I I left it as you know, sorry, no, this is off limits. So the whole thing what I'm telling you guys, 
is, it's not that it's hard, it's just going to be tr double or triple the work. You're going against feminists, so the most educated ones, that are going to give you, they just want a soft man to, 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 to be dominant with, to manipulate and control. Yeah, that seems to be the trend now. Some of the most beautiful ones, too, because feminism has the worst, ugliest, ugly, fugly bitches, fat bitches that you see, like the ones you were telling me, like this guy was saying about conservative ladies, you didn't know what he's talking mm -hmm. about. Conservative women have, are some of the hottest women. Just look at them on the TV, what it has. It, it shows you. But it doesn't mean it has them all. Those kind of women, you better up your game because they're going to be most likely either predominantly conservative Catholic, Christian, and they're, they're professional. So they want somebody serious. So right. unless your game is there for that and not to be messing around, they won't take you serious. I, I, again, I don't even do girls from church. There's girls that I don't even like. Okay? Right. I, I, I'm, I'm careful with that. Like I said, I'm more like I would like to meet someone middle of the road. They'll meet me halfway on what we like. You know, I met younger women that are like, man, this is perfect. But their mind is not to settle down. Their mind is so young, it's either still in school or some other stupid shit that they want to get involved with before they get hitched. So you have to look at women maybe from 27, 28 and above. According to Kevin Samuels, the, 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 the biological clock is usually they start running around from 27, 28, 29, and it kind of ends at 35. When they hit, when women hit 35 years of age, that's what you call um, um, uh, birth, birth rate geriatric. So, so okay. basically, um, that's what, that's where if you have with, with, you're not a younger man and you have women with an older woman, that's where the kids could start coming out with congenital diseases, retarded, autistic, the list goes on more harder. Things. You don't want that. If you're an older man, that's why you need a younger woman. You don't want a woman that's your age. A kid will come at all fucked up. So you're, you guys are as old as I am. I, I wouldn't worry, but I will tell you 35 is usually the right age. That's why I start seeing some of my friends. They hooked up and they had to had to hook up. And some of my friends, believe it or not, guys, were horny as hell. They needed it because they were jumping from bed to bed. I had a friend who I kind of chaperoned his relationship because he was a good looker. He had girls just throwing their numbers into his, into his clunky old car that he was driving. <laughs> and he, he was that lucky. Normally, it's yeah. to guys that are driving the hot, awesome BMWs and, and Bugattis and shit like that. You know, freaking Mercedes, AMGs and all that. No, he was getting on his debut, uh, five-speed six debut back in uh, 2010, 11. I remember, and what ended up happening is, is he got the numbers and he would get pussy for him was not a problem because of his good looks. But, and the wife that you might, the married, not a, not, not a not bad looking girl, but she wasn't a, she wasn't a 10. He was looking yeah. for a 10. And we had to keep him. Bro, watch it or you're going to start having kids left and right. But he was just ready to go. He wanted it so bad. And now he has a beautiful wife, settled down, three kids. He works for the state. I'm happy for Caesar. He yeah, he got it all set up. Seems like you know he, he got it. But you see, not every guy has that tool. You got to work with what you got. I noticed that. I don't got that great look that I wish. Maybe when I was younger, but I, you right. know, you change, your face changes, everything changes. And you know, let me tell you something. My niece got hooked up at 17 with her with her with her with her with her, with her now husband over 12 years married, one kid, and they were after each other. And both were horned dogs. They needed it so bad. They needed the sex. And my niece, my, my, my sister, and my brother and I wanted to hook her up with somebody much better. Maybe some military guy, maybe some guy with a master's doctorate, you know? No, but my, the, the problem that they didn't know is that my niece was already 16. She was already telling my older niece that she was ready to go. She was still virginal, you know? Mm -hmm. So when she met her, her now husband, the only man she's ever had, 
and probably the only date she'll ever have, which is good. She, she's a faithful, good, good, uh, godly woman. I'm going to say it like that. She went after me, and they went after each other. They, they did their thing. They got in trouble. But you know what? 12 years married, and they love each other. They're going into their 30s now. You know, they're serious. No bullshit. Sometimes you have to do it like that. I mean, I, I applaud those guys and girls that did it. And maybe against, they were like the fish against the current. Right. And, people, and what I mean by the current is their family, their friends, don't do that. But they don't understand the, the passion that they were holding. The nutsacks were large and they were ready to burst. <laughs> exactly. The connection was there. <laughs> exactly. This guy probably has a big thing too and he had so much come and he had to let go. And, and I understand there's guys that just got to do it. But they don't want to be jumping bed to bed and, and, and they knock on their girl and, He's a good guy. She's a good girl. And it worked out in 25, 30 years later, you know? I, I know that. Now, to everybody, that's not always the same the story. There's guys that, and usually it's a small group, usually alpha male, maybe good looking, all that. They go off and do a lot of that. But they're the, they're the talkers. This is mm -hmm. where the beta male has to learn his game. How to talk. How to talk. How to pleasure women. How, first, with the, with the language. How, how, to, how to joke around with them. How to reel her in. And sometimes you you gotta maybe go to the club and 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 and, and uh, what do they do? Uh, study the place, study your victim. You know, look at right. the person that maybe goes every Friday, every Saturday night. You know, look at those that look at you. And, and sometimes too, guys, I'm gonna be honest. I've had to do it, and I'm not happy about it. I've had to lower my expectations. Lower. You maybe have super high expectations. You want an eight, nine, ten, but you only have you've only gotten a five. On her, on, her, on her best look, when she dressed up, maybe a six. Maybe she's a six and she dresses up really nice. Maybe she hits a seven, eight sometimes. You see, now here's the thing too, Vlad. I've noticed around here in the Midwest that a lot of these eight or nine chicks, sometimes they settle for uh -huh. like these fat men, like 400, well, because 300 the eight and nine in the Midwest are usually a three and four in L.A., bro. Have yeah. you noticed that? You know yeah, who that's true. taught me that one? Tom Likas taught me that one. And Kevin Simon, Tom like it a long time ago. Remember, blowmeuptom.com? Mm -hmm. listen, listen to him. If you're into just want to get laid, listen to him. Tell me something. You'll learn something there. I'll check it something out. I learned, and, and I didn't believe it. I got to work with a girl from I think, North Carolina. She was a fatty. She said she had no problem in her state. Because, you know, I saw the photos of the guy. They were just as big as her. But in her state, in North Carolina, I'm not saying this for all North Carolina girl, because I've met you know, a couple of North Carolina girls, they're beautiful. Um, this, this biggie biggie had no problem up there, but she had problems in LA as a manager in Starbucks. And she had a bad attitude. I didn't like I'm Right. Yeah, there's that too. It's like they yeah. have this entitlement or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that entitlement comes with all this womanist feminist thing. And you got to knock them back down to earth. That's why listening to Kevin Samuels on, on YouTube, study him, study him. He goes for hours, but study the man. And I'm telling you, I gave the videos on YouTube to my nephew, and even though he didn't have that problem, he started putting down his, his girl from Mississippi. He put her on her check because she's outright feminist, well-educated mm -hmm. teacher that works up here in, in the, the uh, Central Valley of California, mm -hmm. and he had to knock that thing down. He goes, you know what my nephew told me about two months ago? He goes, thank you, nephew, for introducing me to Kevin Simon. I met him too late, even though he's dead. But I, he, he left uh, the legacy of his videos to, 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 to look at. And you know what? He put it to work, and it works for him. He gets at least a cry or a bitch from his wife that she doesn't like it, but she's, she's, she's surrendering ground. Because she got the typical 
or maybe not so typical, but typical white woman from Mississippi, educated. And she wasn't like oh, that yeah. at the beginning, but she learned all of that bullshit in school. And then she tried to apply it in him, and he's had to fight that. He's an alpha man. He's, he's not, my nephew, as big as he is, and as bald as he is, he doesn't have a trouble getting pussy. He has much easier time. As he, I'm, I'm, I'm skinnier than him. I'm like, how the fuck do you do it? And all I know is that he knows how to rap. Like he knows how to talk to me. So that's why I, the thing is, up your game, guy. Change okay. what you're doing. Learn. And be willing to learn. Be willing to invest. Put money away when you and you get to get that one. Along the way, if you do meet someone, be honest. You might fall in love with someone that you didn't think. You know, you'll, you'll be running after each other. And there, there you go. And everything I told you, you don't have to do. And not that it's wrong. It's right. No, I, I'm glad. I'm so glad you joined us tonight. That was awesome. But believe me, you know, my problem right now, like I said, my challenge is trying to get a, a girl that's in maybe 34, 35 that I like. And I got to put myself, like, lower your standards. You always want, like, seven or eight. You know? My regret mm-hmm. is I didn't get married with a girl from Mexico that should have gotten married because she was bitching that she wanted to go back to her hometown. But she couldn't send me to, to California to the United States life, you know? And a beautiful girl. Very Catholic, a sweet girl. I could have had a big comedy with her. Not, not that I was into that. Yeah, I've had a few of those, too, get away. And, and like I said, sometimes you got to work something out. There's girls that, in, in Ireland, Ohio, in, in the Midwest, and Southern, there's girls that just want to pop our kids. you got to nail that down very clearly. Abortion is no longer available. That, that's no longer an option. Yeah. So you have to think about what's going to happen. You know? How far are you willing to do? And, and, and how many kids do you want? When you settle down. You want two or three? Usually two. Is, is the minimum to keep it, you know, the, you're producing and keep the, the side going. Another thing, too, is, is are you, uh, uh, you know, maybe you come from a big country. I don't know, four or five, whatever your wallet, whatever you can. Be careful with all the people, philosophers and mm-hmm. educators and, you know, and scholars that tell you that you should have only one. Fuck that. That's for them, dude. People that have less kids are usually miserable. You, miserable. How I, was, how I was taught by a friend. Have at least two. Because if something happens to one, you at least have one more. Because you're going to reach an age. And I asked my sister, who had three kids. Sorry, two daughters. I go, would you have been able to do with a third report? She goes, yeah. And I regret it. But now she's like 62 and she's divorced. So there's no going back. The, right. the life goes forward. You get older. And your biological clock goes to waste. So that's for the one especially. Because the man can continue procreate could be 80 and fuck a 30 year old and, and have kids that's already been proven legally so but a, but a woman knows very well that if that if she loses um she, she doesn't take advantage of that if she's over here bitching bad no hey two kids okay later you're gonna cry and how do i know about that shit came about when my my grandnephew from her daughter the one that married at 17 happened she became a mother again she was mm-hmm. all over that child and even her husband then that hadn't divorced her, it was like three years, you know, maybe give up, give about seven years from, from divorcing her because she, they just divorced this year. She, she, she said, man, remember what I told you? And I was like, well, it's too late. What do you complain? We're grandparents. My other niece who's 30, who's 32, 33, I don't think she's going to give her any kids. She's more of a scholarly mind. She's more into school, you know? And uh, she's, a, she's a big girl. And, you know, guys that are into, into her you're gonna have to like them. She's gonna. I, don't, I haven't really heard <laughs> yeah. from her that she wants a, a family or anything. She's more into the. I'm, you know, I want to get my career. Okay, let them be. 
So I know there's no more no more grandnephews from that side, to be honest. But like I was telling you, women see it. My my other sister who who whose daughter just had a uh, whose daughter had the last granddaughter, grandniece to me, in February of uh, 2020. She's going on she's going on two years. No, wait a minute, sorry, 2021, correct me. Um, even my 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 oldest my oldest my oldest sister who's 63, probably going on 64. I might be wrong. The age, she is having the time of her life with her granddaughter, and she tells me, "Wow, I wish I would have had more kids." You see, that motherly instinct is yeah. there, so it's better to get it out of the way. Three or four or five, whatever, just get it out of the way. You won't regret it, guys. Yeah, you got to pay the bill, but you know what? There's many avenues, believe Especially in the Midwest, that's a perfect country to raise a family. You guys don't have the shitload of problems like California. Do. Right, Even exactly. Right now, I'm taking care of my mom. But once I have another chance, I'll probably go into trucks and get the hell out. Because California, like you said, Dan, you got a taste of it. How many years were you here, Dan? A couple of years, yeah, the two and a half. Okay. okay. I wish you would have been here a little bit longer. My, my friends from Wisconsin... I said otherwise, but they—they were the liberal type. They weren't really down that road. They really wanted a more than mm-hmm. California. They didn't feel like that in Wisconsin, but that's a different story. But you—you you got to see what it was about. You got to taste. It oh yeah. I hope you were here in the better years. But the whole thing is California is, is a drag. It's costly. I don't recommend it to anybody unless. Yeah, this was 2015-16, so it was yeah. better than now. I'm, I'm assuming. And now, uh, back then, Doc, then. Yeah. yeah. Is it Dan? Oh, yeah. Dan, Dan uh, yeah. you didn't have the, the problems that you have in California now, believe it or not. Right now, you probably didn't get to experience the massive, nasty homeland that we have now. It's like the Democrat. Oh, I'm sure it's tripled right. now. Yeah. 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 Everything you hear of, of California, and it's, it's like you guys have more freedom in Ohio. You guys mm-hmm. don't have that problem. It's a red state, right? I don't want to get too political, but it's a red state, right? Yeah, I, I think, think it's one of those swing states, yeah. though. You, you yeah, guys are a little right more right safer. Now. Everything's stretched out. You guys yeah. can build, you know, when you get to meet people. I mean, you guys actually appreciate them. Actually, you guys have the four seasons, right? All year long. Oh, seasons. yeah. Yep. You guys actually get to get to see the white Christmas and all that. I mean, like, I like right now, it's, it's high 80s. And you guys are like in the blazing hundreds in Kansas, even, Tim. And, and so I, I will tell people, you know what? People are moving out. I'm telling you. California already lost they don't want to say it. they already lost over four or five million people in the last mm-hmm. three years and, and that is a bad rate because you don't have people coming in like that you have people leaving out and they're taking resources and money and life and everything they're not going to be paying back to california um so that, what i'll tell you is do the best you can read articles that you can look at kevin samuels kevin samuels name is a black fellow very good okay. he's Check open for everybody uh, he doesn't live anymore. He died in, in uh, April, unfortunately. He had a heart attack. Died at 57 oh, wow. years of age. But you'll learn a lot. You might not agree with him or his style, but look at what he has to say when he's talking to these women. He talks to all kinds of women, but especially black women, his own culture, because the problems are there in his own culture. He's addressing them. So it's a cultural, self-sensitive topic, uh, message to them when he says it to them. But to all, it's, it's like it's applicable to anybody. Because when it comes to feminism, when it comes to masculine women, when it comes to angry women, it comes in all culture. That's what the colleges, universities are producing. They come out with women that are feeling self-entitled, feeling that they got the balls to, to run you. And how are they going to hook up with anybody? Who the hell is going to want that shit? Do you want that I shit? I don't. No. Do you want that shit, Jim? No, I don't want that shit. I met my fair share of, of uh, 
a feminist and womanist type, and I, I had to like get the fuck out of here, you know. I, I mean, if I argue with them in, in class, I'm like, damn, pretty but fucking pretty nasty with the mouth and the mind that you got, and they exactly. feel like the world owes them something, and that is the problem. That's why many men of many cultures are having to go out. If you're fortunate enough to be a, around Hispanic, and you're down with that, go ahead, Dan. You know, I'm not going to tell you to do that. You're ethnocentric. You want to keep it white? Keep it white. But right now, the battle is against white men. Believe it or not, uh, Dan and Tim, you hear all this white privilege bullshit? If the white man goes down, guys, who do you think they're going to come after? The brown, the black, the Asian? Oh, the yeah. Black. Get in line, I guess, right? So, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not down for that shit. I, my white friends, I tell them, dude, I'll battle with you. But you got to put this shit to rest, dude, because it's ugly. And I hear it all the time. It always comes out mm-hmm. politically everywhere. If you start hearing somebody like that about white privilege, about this, walk away. That's not for you. That's not the woman for you. Walk away. Run. Run. Don't ever get, I always have a second number if you can, like a burner phone. <laughs> you know, yeah. give them a second number. Don't give them your real number. Move on, dude. Because the kind well, of shit that we're getting in America. Anyway. Well, Vlad, dude, it's been, it's been great. I'm glad you're here. Glad you All came right, by. Man. Maybe when you come back again, uh, I'll sign up with you. Let me know. Okay. We'll talk yeah. some more, different topic, whatever. Yeah, Same for topic. sure. All right. Take care, All guys. Right, Take care. Tim. Take care. Take care. Yeah, man, that was good. Wow. I... Did, you take, did you take notes, Tim? I mean, there, he, no, I... he gave us like a whole Bible of do's and don'ts. I, I, I did and... not take notes. That, um, that's more your uh, forte than mine. I was nervous. A guy named Vlad's going to come in here. I wasn't sure what to expect. But I think it turned out better. I'm not sure about the other guy, but he was fine too. Dating, Dating's not really my high priority, so... I mean, right. If, uh, how much time you got, bro? Got a little more time? or? Yeah, if I can talk, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you fell asleep. No, literally, I have been working in two rooms while you guys were talking. I was like, you know, I'm not getting a word in, so I might as well do some crap that I got to do and let them oh talk. I know. Get his advice. I couldn't get many words in there, but it, I mean, it was it was definitely interesting. But Yeah, I mean, like... To the next, next thing. Well, before we move on to the next thing, that... I was gonna say that that phone call was more for you than me. <laughs> like, ah, oh, jeez, it was awesome talking to him. Well, listening, I didn't get to talk much, but um, the dating advice stuff—that's more for you. Because, well, I mean, I, I'm a, I'm not like necessarily looking. Well, no. Here's here's what uh, here's what I was going to say, but I never got a chance. To speak. Okay. Um, wow, I feel crazy. That's, that's not what I was going to say, but... <laughs> say what you need to uh, say. Um, no, like, I'm not going to, you know, save up all, all the money I make to, to go all over the country to try to meet women. You know, that's not my... That's not the way no, I want No, I can't afford to do that either. No, I mean, like, here's the thing. If I'm doing that, then I'm not going to be able to go to my bowling tournament. Right. You know, and here's the thing. Oh, I mean, 
for life. If it happens, it happens. You know, I'm not going to go looking for it. Right. No, yeah, man, it's... You know my struggles I've had, you, and I know yours, too. So. Yeah. But I, I'm going to be honest with you. It's it's really weird to talk again. I feel like I, feel like <laughs> I was for like 30 minutes. Yeah, that was that was quite a quite an experience. Um, but what topic you were talking about? Well, should we try to bring Paul in? If he would like to come in, sure. All right, let me see if he wants to come in. He'll let you talk. We'll probably just be on here another 20 minutes or so. See what happens. Hey, looks like Paul joined. Yay! And this is... Well, Uh rejected. Oh, next caller. All right, all right. Paul, you're on. You're on with uh, this is Tim, one of, my, one of my close friends, and he's seen your your Twin Flicks channel on YouTube. So if you guys are listening, go give uh, Twin Flicks a shout out. Why are you sorry? <laughs> Just messing around. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was trying to, to get this to work, but it kept saying I couldn't get it to work, and then finally it showed unmute. I think there's some kind of delay. Oh, yeah, a story of my life. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Um, well, I haven't been talking bring about it, bring it, a minute. Bringing so. down the white man? <laughs> that's, what, that's what Dan and... and Vlad we're talking about the dating and mostly what, Vlad what we need to do and um, make making secret plans on a podcast I, I actually, absolutely I actually <laughs> thought that like it's been so long since I've said a word I'm surprised I know English still <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was yeah. gonna how to speak <laughs> yeah, I don't know when you came in, Paul, but yeah, this guy came on and, and gave us all this advice about stuff, and they kept wanting to make it political. There was a guy yeah, that came, came in and, and asked yeah, me about I, trans women or something. I was like, it uh, got dark. I was like, yeah, this is not what. <laughs> I came out, I think it came out the last part. All I heard was uh, the white man's next to go or something like that. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with with a lot of that conversation, I had that song stuck in my head. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring him on for our, our uh, talk about Waterworld on that oh, two guys definitely. The movie. Definitely. <laughs> Tim, have you seen Waterworld? Oh, dude, a long time ago. I was gonna say if if you wanted to talk to Vlad about Waterworld, he would probably think that you were talking about something completely different. <laughs> oh, oh, I bet. <laughs> and then, <laughs> it, 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 he would probably have this. He would probably have this. 
you probably have this whole mapped out plan of what to do and how it's going to go down and how to swim the shore. <laughs> <laughs> no, what shore though? There's no, <laughs> there's no shore. Yeah. The, the white man will find a way. Otherwise he will go according to black. Nothing's now, free in water world. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the, the tale on Kevin Costner. <laughs> Now, Tim and I were talking about Kingpin earlier because we were talking about bowling movies, and we couldn't think of any other ones but really Lebowski and Kingpin. Do you have any others that you know of, Paul? Caddyshack. That's he. They hit a ball. That's a golf movie. I know, but they still 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 has a ball in it. I <laughs> thought you were going with the Lebowski reference because he says, "Obviously, you're not a golfer." When the when he uh, uh. <laughs> when he has the bowling ball at the beginning, whatever. Uh. Market are you, zero. <laughs> are, are, you yeah. are, are you fans of Big Lebowski? Oh yeah, yeah. See, I never but, really liked it. Kingpin's better though. I like Jeff Bridges in it, but I never actually. I never. It's one of the one of the few Coen Brothers movies I never really cared for. See, yeah. I think Paul? it gets better the more you watch it. I didn't like it much either when I first saw hey, it. Paul. Yeah. I, I have one thing to say about you not being a fan of the Big Lebowski. The dude abides. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Jeff uh, Jeff Bridges is, is the only thing I like in it. I guess he's what makes the movie. Without him, it, it wouldn't be a movie. He's, he's funny in it. You know, actually... Oh, yeah. uh, Breaking up again. Timmy! Connection! Hello, hello, hello. Did I lose You're you gone, again? Dude. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what or, is up with Or maybe... That. Maybe it was uh, me. What? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> You're the one that made the call. <laughs> <laughs> Did it happen when it was just the two of you on? I wonder if it's because there's three people on. No, it happened when it was just the two of us on. Yeah. Just definitely. the two of us. Bro, so like, Oh, I, go ahead. I cannot believe how much work around the house I got done while he was talking <laughs> and I wasn't able to say a word. Like, I let Rudy out twice and I cleaned two rooms. I knew he'd have a caller tonight. How long did you talk to him for, man? Dude, he he was on for like... Uh, probably an hour almost. It felt like an hour, but I think it was more like 40 minutes. He, he, but he just kept talking. I would have just hung up on him. Well, I don't know how to do that through this app yet. I was thinking about like, just. Oh, you could have. Go I was, for it, dude. You're a co-host. I was just like, you know, um, well, I'll let this thing roll, but I'm going into the other room to do a few things I need to do. Cause I'm not able to talk in this conversation. <laughs> Yeah, because we were talking about Kingpin um, and how realistic the bowling is and that. Oh, you know, we were talking uh, some, about, some scenes. We were talking about bowling, and then Bro started talking about online dating, and it took. Yeah. It, it, and then here comes Vlad, and it went from literally. Then he got all serious. It went from Yellowstone <laughs> to Waterworld. Yeah. 
Or maybe the other way around. Maybe the other way around, I think, because Waterworld's yeah. more uh, more campy, and Yellowstone's more serious. So, <clears throat> I'm starting to think this call-in app is more for political podcasts or something. Maybe. Well, I was looking through all the the. Uh... That seemed pretty political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking through different um, rooms. I guess I don't know. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of political stuff on there. Yeah. We well, should, yeah. Guess what? While Paul, while, while Dan and Vlad were talking, I went through uh, two rooms of my own and cleaned them. Okay. Okay, Tim. You know, I wasn't actually talking. I was just like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. You know, kind of just being the, the, the polite host. I mean, I don't. I don't know Dan probably I don't know Dan nearly as well as you do but I've I've known him enough to know he's not he's not going to go after political things like that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. He did not go after them. They came right to him. <laughs> There's a hang up button right there. Well, it was like, the ask ask us anything. I think that's what triggered it. Oh. You know that's that why. That refers to football. Movies, days, yeah. not not transgender women. <laughs> well, you should have asked him what he thought about gays in the military. I should have. What do you but think about the designated still be talking hitter to rule? Him. He'd probably huh? still be in here, though. What was the rule, Paul? The designated hitter rule. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you're not talking about baseball right now. I tried not to ask him any questions because he would keep going. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've, you know, I've done there too, man, whatever. You could ask him how do you like the last episode of Star Trek and he would have gone on this yeah. political rant. Exactly. You know what I thought that guy thought he was? I think that guy thought he was like Stifler. What, trying <laughs> to get late? No, well, I think he he thought he was very cool and you know Billy badass, and he he. There's only one stiffmeister, and it's not you. <laughs> the stiffinator. Uh, man, but. I thought of something to say. Now I forgot. My brain went dead. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're so. You've been on here soon. for a minute. Yeah, Almost I was going to say, you've been on here for an hour. I was going to say, an hour and 50 minutes. That's too long. I try to keep my shows at, at an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different um, on the phone, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah, well, um, Tim, did, uh, yeah. did Dan tell you about our two guys in a movie episode tomorrow? You got I, we, 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 I believe he brought that up. Yes, we need to invite um, Vlad to watch it and Damn have it, a commentary. I should have told him about it because it's <laughs> called Red State. Perfect for yeah. Him. Oh, he he would have just watched it he, just because of the title. He asked about Ohio being Red State. Yeah. About what? Like, he asked if Ohio was a red state. I was like, sure. Oh, I'd be like, hell, I'd be like. Dude, I don't know. I just know it's a hot state right now. <laughs> Actually, it's cooler than you guys. I know 
Paul's in Texas and, and Tim's in Kansas. You guys are both in the hundreds. And the humidity's oh man. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Well, I think the highest it got here was 116 last week. Jeez. And it's supposed to get down to the high 90s late next week, and it's supposed to rain for like three days. So We but, haven't got any rain in like probably two months. Wow. Well, yeah. Then again, it's Texas. It's like it could be 110 one day and, and be 30 degrees the next. There's no not, to, not to go back into the dating talk, but I think Mother Nature <laughs> is going through menopause right now. <laughs> menopause is a white woman's problem. <laughs> That's pretty much what Vlad thinks. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, do you know where he was from? Los Angeles. Bro, it all makes sense. He's from Grand Theft Auto Land. Yeah, that's true. Damn. <laughs> well, I lived in L- L.A. area for 15 years. And I, I'm, you miss it? Just, yeah, I mean, uh, I miss the, I don't miss the people, but I miss the area. Yeah, I miss going to like the smaller movie theaters, you know. Yeah. The revival houses and stuff like that. I know you guys had that down in Texas, but there's just not much variety up here. Yeah. I mean, what I love, though, is just being right there where the beaches are. And yeah. they well, have, it's funny because they'll have beaches for locals, and then you have the beaches for, the, for uh, tourists. And the beaches for the tourists are the crappy beaches that are never cleaned. And then the local beaches are the nice, clean beaches. So what you're saying is the tourist beaches are the ones that they send the white man to, in Vlad's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well he's never going to come on the show again. Especially if he's still listening. <laughs> no, he would show up on here. I don't see yeah. anybody yeah. in the queue. My apologies. Did I say no, that out loud? Who cares? Who cares? We don't know him. We don't owe him anything. Yeah. But it's like uh, it's funny because it's like when we, when I first moved there, uh, friends were saying, "Don't go to this beach or this beach because there's hypodermic needles in the sand, mm-hmm. all this crazy glass, all this stuff, <laughs> I used condoms." It's like, yeah, wow, that sounds like my hometown now. Oh, I was going to say that sounds like your bedroom. Wow! Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Wow, what are you doing in there? <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know. That's how I prepare for the shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to shoot up first. Yeah. Physical media, man. Takes a lot out of you. Well, I think we're gonna get out of here, Tim. Let's got some something we want to talk about. Oh, I got a lot of things I want to talk about. I mean, I've been saving the past hour. To be able to talk, okay. I feel like, <laughs> um, but if you're all talked out for the night, I mean, then you know that I gotta go to the bathroom. We can leave it at that. So yeah, I, I have think an idea. This is, this is a good episode too. 
No, no, no. Because it has to be an Atmos. I don't have Atmos recorder, so that's a joke. All right. Um, yeah, we're gonna get out of here. You. But uh, oh, you did? Thank God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, Ow. like my my P has to be an Atmos. You have to hear it. But anyways, <laughs> it was a bad joke. But uh, we're gonna get out of here. But uh, thanks, Paul, for oh, hanging out. Friend. All right, man. And uh, maybe we'll have, if Tim's up to it, maybe we'll have him on the show. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be, yeah. that'd be cool if I'm on the show, like, while well, I'm in a bowling tournament, too. <laughs> Dude, how are you going to get a camera? I, no, it's not, your connection's not going to be good at a bowling alley. Um, That's not necessarily true. I mean, it could be at the bowling alley or at my hotel room or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's true. I've actually. Well, then again, if you if if you actually went live during the bowling, there'd be so much background noise we wouldn't be able to hear a word you're saying. Well, no, I'm I'm not talking about like. Uh, yeah, what like, are you talking about? Like, I can be live talking to you guys away from where the action's going on. If that makes sense. Oh, like in a little corner. No, like there's other rooms, or there's like the arcade. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. There's uh, some bowling alleys, you know, have restaurants, whether they're in the bowling alley right next door or whatever, you know. So, no, if if I'm if I'm actually in the tournament bowling, then I'm not going live. <laughs> but no, it'd be, cool. it'd be cool to come on the show. That's what I was. That's what I was imagining. Is like you're trying to talk while you're bowling. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Be that like, would be a first. This. You could strap yeah. it around your, do a POV shot around your, your strap it around your your head. And I was about to say, once you said you can strap it around your, I was about to be like, okay, you can just stop right there. <laughs> I, don't worry, because I don't want to see anything like that. Now, well, if, Paul, if, if we ever did a, if we ever did an episode good. on Twister, if we ever did an episode on Twister, I think Tim would be a perfect guest for that one. Hey, oh, yeah. that could be. Come on, uh, we're having a '90s theme, so that that could be your your episode. You know, I've actually been I've actually been to the museum. Don't tell them all the spoilers. You know, there's, there's a no Twister museum. museum. Yeah, there's a museum where they shot locations and all that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, it's actually in, in Wakita. You got right, pictures? Right down the street from where Aunt Meg's house was before it got demolished in the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> you got pictures of it uh, of the museum um no but I'm holding a uh, a koozie that I got there and I got a cool shirt somewhere I think you sent me some probably that'd be, you got that'd be cool. you didn't go I didn't go yeah that'd be cool to see some of the pictures show some of the pictures on the show on the episode and Tim, you all tell them also what happened when when Bill Paxton died. What the storm chasers did? Oh yeah, they all uh, they all made a BP symbol. They all lined up through Kansas and Oklahoma, and they made a they like lined up in BP to honor him. Oh wow! Cool. And That's like the cool. National Service could see it, the BP on the weather stations. You can actually, I think. You can actually Google it. Um, like go to Google Images, maybe, 
and like type in uh, Bill Paxton BP and it would show it. it's a bunch of uh, storm chasers and they have all their dots like their red dots I think and it shows BP it's pretty mm-hmm. cool that's cool yeah I don't know if I told you this Dan but I worked with Bill Paxton twice oh you did and, what shows yeah uh, it was just a little short film and another uh, indie film um, I I can't even find it. I don't even know cool. if it's was. I don't even know where it's at. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was. I didn't work with him like for a long time. Just you know, um, mm-hmm. like half a you day. You got to or meet something. him, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I got to meet him. He is was the coolest dude I've ever met. Oh yeah, he's awesome. super laid back. He well, but he also feels. At first, when you meet him, it's like you feel intimidated by him, and not because of him being a star, but just his presence. But then he completely relaxes you by just smiling and and you know treating you like he like you're his best bud. You know, it's it's pretty cool. Well, literally, Paul, literally at the museum, they've got footage of Bill Paxton like playing catch with some of the locals and stuff and joking around, having a good time. And then there's Helen Hunt away. With her bodyguard. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's how he was. He never he never perceived himself as a movie star. You know, mm-hmm. he always kept himself. He always remember where he came from and kept himself grounded. Um, well, Big Love, an episode of Big Love is where I worked with him on. Oh, nice. Okay. He he always portrayed himself as a used car salesman. <laughs> the true lies. Yeah. 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 That was one of the best roles. Dude, by far. So funny. Well, which one would you rather do, Tim? True Lies or Twister? I mean, dude, like, there's so many... Uh... Well, those think, are 90s films. I think why. you could just keep it 90s, because there's so many 90s movies that I would love to go over. Like the Shawshank Redemption. Dude, we're not asking you to move in. We're just saying one episode. <laughs> dude, I need to move in with you. I've got my own house. That's true. Oh, and by the way, who turned you on the Blu-rays? Just you. told Paul that story. Yeah. So, um, he tells me about these stores that sell like used Blu-rays. And, um, like back in the day, Paul, um, I'm sorry, but I was satisfied with buying a DVD because it was $3 and I would watch him spend $30 on a Blu-ray. And it, it, to me, it wasn't financially smart. And I was like, I'm satisfied with a DVD. Well then later, later (laughs) I can see, you know, the difference after I start going to these stores, but literally I would text him. I'd be like, yo bro, I've got 200 Blu-rays that I'm taking home. Then I'd be like, I've got, 400 Blu-rays that I'm taking. Yeah, he was buying in bulk. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was literally paying the power bill for this this uh, shop each month. And ironically, like... I stopped shopping there, and they went out of business. Yeah. So you, you put him out of business? <laughs> I in guess a way. But I've got, I've got, like, probably, what, maybe 1,000 Blu-rays now? Yeah. Not only that, dude, you started out with a 24-inch TV. And now you have an 85 inch. Yeah. 
Wow, man. I got him hooked to the whole physical media thing. <laughs> I was going to say, though, maybe you don't want to convince him to do start doing 4K because he'll go bankrupt. No. 4K is yeah. did. Brandy's listening to us. Who's that? Yeah, Brandy. I'm not sure. Hey, you're Brandy. Fine, you're Does a fine... Want... Uh, it could be... Is it a girl? Fine girl? All right. I know All right, Brandy's and, um... But I think we're going to yeah, end the show. Uh, well... so... <laughs> 4K. Literally, though, 4K, I, I didn't tell big differences. Now, with from Blu-ray to DVD, you can tell huge differences. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. <clears throat> it depends on the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's some where it's like this. The difference is so subtle. It's like unless you know what you're looking for, you won't notice a difference. Yeah. And then there's other movies where it's like, whoa, that's a huge difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it'd be if you come on a show, it's your episode. You can choose whatever movie you want to talk about. Twister, True Lies. It'd be hard you know, to whatever. Pick- because there's so many movies. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. It's like we were, me and Dan were saying that that we yeah. could end up the whole. We do the rest of the year just '90s movies, right? Like to movie, could do that. Huh? This one's from Matilda. What's that from? You know that one? Professional. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leon. We do this thing sometimes, uh, Paul. Correct- What's that? I'm gonna say I, I'm sorry. I have to correct him. It's the 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 true title is Leon. Oh, yeah. Not the professional. The American butchered version is called the professional. You see, Paul, I'm Tim, sorry. and I have been social distancing since before it was cool. So we used to call each other and watch movies, and the professional was one of them. Oh, great movie. I think Apparently it's like me saying the wrong thing. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. So I'm going to end the episode. Thanks for hanging out. All right. All right, Tim. You're yeah. invited on the show. You're invited on the show. So just uh, tell us what you, movie you want to do. Sweet. Think about it. All right. All, All right. right. Later, guys. Bye. Bye. All right.